0: Just a quick break to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk. I'm talking no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element can help you to not only reach your highest performance goals, but also will fuel you in the day to day to live your healthiest and most efficient life. Put to the test, Element has been used by the U.S. Olympic team, NFL, NBA, NHL, special force teams, and hundreds of thousands of humans who are striving to live their healthiest life. I've been using Element every single day for the past few months, and whether it's gearing up for a hard track workout or trying to focus on some podcast work, I always feel better, more alert, more hydrated after taking Element. You guys can get a free Element sample pack with any purchase through our custom URL. All you have to do is go to drinklmnt.com slash the running effect. My favorite flavors are watermelon and raspberry salt. I uh, would definitely check those out to get started. Element offers no question asked refunds, so you can try it totally risk-free today. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Guys, I'm confident you guys are going to love it. Again, go to drinklmnt.com slash the running effect to get your free Element. Element sample pack with any purchase. Okay, let's get back into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Running Effect podcast with Dominic Schleder. I'm your host, Dominic, and if you have not done so already, I would greatly appreciate it if you give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Doing those two things takes between 5 and 10 seconds, and many of you listening right now have not done those two things, so I'd greatly appreciate you doing them. And then something all of you can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with someone who you think would find value from it. Back on the podcast today is the one and only Sadie Engelhart. Since I last spoke to her, she's won a national title at uh, the New Balance Indoor National Meet in the Mile. Uh, she also won the Arcadia Invite Mile back-to-back year. She ran 436 this year, which is truly remarkable but I can't say I'm surprised she also ran an 800 and won it also not surprised at the west coast relays where she ran 206 she also did a 3200 race bottom line Sadie's done a bunch of races won a bunch of races ran a bunch of fast times and we go through all of that in today's episode and much more today's conversation was like a lighthearted fun conversation and those are my favorite to have. Um, I'm always inspired by Sadie and today's conversation was truly fun and enjoyable and I'm confident you'll walk away more motivated to chase after your goals after hearing Sadie and some of the experiences she's gone through over the past few months. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with the one and only Sadie Englehart. Sadie Englehart, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. Running it back for your second appearance. How are you doing this evening?
1: Pretty good. How are
0: you doing? I'm doing good. First question for you. You probably know this and remember this from our discussion in February. I was probably most likely complaining about Ohio's weather and uh, curious about California's weather. So, uh, what's California's weather like? Is it is it nearing summer? Is it like the temperatures are too hot for your run now, or is it pretty decent?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's been kind of cloudy, which is a little depressing. But yeah, June gloom is coming a little early this year. but, you know, it's good running weather, so I'm not complaining.
0: June gloom, is that is that a term you use? I've never heard that before.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe that's a California thing. I think that might be. But, yeah, usually, like, in June, it's just, like, so cloudy. Um, but, yeah, it's been, like, that a whole lot in May, and especially, like, late April. Um, hopefully it warms up, though, because it, it doesn't really feel like summer when it's like this, which is making everyone a little more... A little more sad, I feel like.
0: In terms of like places you visited in California, what are some of you, like the the best parts to visit in California from your perspective?
1: I really like Mammoth. Obviously, you have to go there if you go to if you're a runner and you go to California. Um, they have really good trails. They are a little bit like rocky, um, which can be can lead to falling, which I've done many times in Mammoth. <laughs> um, but it is very pretty, and there's a lot of. Um, Cool shops and cool houses to stay out with the team. Um, And then, yeah, I'd say, like, honestly, Ventura is pretty cool. Like, we kind of get it all Um, with, like, the beach right there. We have canyons to run at. Um, Yeah, I'd say Ventura is pretty far up the list for places you got to go.
0: Have you ever been to Yosemite before?
1: Oh, my gosh, I haven't. Oh, really? That's, yeah. Oh, I'd also say um, the Channel Islands if you haven't um that's i don't know if they're hyped up around california but ventura they're like literally right there like you can take a boat um so yeah everyone just talks about the channel islands they're very pretty um and it's kind of just like hiking most of the islands but then like catalina you can go stay there so a lot of people like to do that
0: i feel like the two places i've heard the most are like lake tahoe and, and this oh, is just my yeah. inner circle of people, so I'm sure it's completely different depending on where you live. But Lake Tahoe and then somewhere that I feel like it's talked about a lot, but specifically perpetuated because I'm a fan of the documentary Free Solo is Yosemite. I don't know if you know the documentary Free Solo, like the guy who like Free Solo. Basically, Free Soloing is like climbing, like rock climbing without any ropes. So like Free Soloing. Oh, yeah. um, and he did that off the face of El Capitan, which is like one of the big faces of Yosemite. Um, so I'd highly recommend the documentary. It's one of the documentaries that like literally my hands were sweating as I was watching yeah. it, I was going to say my
1: hands were already sweating, listening to that. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's incredible.
0: I'll, I'll send you the trailer after this, just to like get two minutes of like what it's, yeah. what it looks like because it's truly yeah. incredible. But the coolest parts of those documentaries, like the stories are obviously incredible. The feats that these individuals do are incredible, but the cinematography yeah. surrounding like the beautiful, like that's why i want to go to yosemite is because it's like beautiful 4k shots of like the park right. and it's just like we don't have yeah. this in ohio <laughs> cornfields yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i'm curious about california so we didn't talk too much about this in the first episode if not at all newberry park is like how much how big of a deal is newberry park and like ventura or like that surrounding area because on the podcast and just in running culture in general like that's all you hear about in the high school scene. So how big of a deal is it? And, like, when you're up at, like, Mammoth or, like, on those training camps, extended time with your team, like, do do they get brought up a lot? Like, hey, how do we beat them?
1: <laughs> Not necessarily with my team, but a lot of teams idolize Newbury Park, especially, like, this year. Or, actually, I think it was probably more last year just because, like, it was that group of four up top for the guys, and everyone was just, like, they're not going to get, they're not losing, basically. So, yeah, it was kind of, like, a big thing last year. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, now this year, they're not doing, like, CIF or anything like that. Um, so I think it is a little less, just because, I don't know, when people see them more, I feel like they're like, oh, like, Newburgh Park. Um, but, yeah, they're still very big. Like, obviously, everyone's heard about them. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's cool because, like, kind of where where I'm from and this like area of Ventura County, it's like there are so many good runners and that's why it's so hard to get out of like for CIF or Southern Section, it's so hard to get out of um, even prelims or finals. So yeah, it's very, it's very competitive here.
0: One thing about Newberry Park is that, like, they're popular enough where, like, kids will swarm them at meets or stuff. Have you experienced that with your own success and kind of starting to get bigger in the running world where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's Sadie. And then, like, you get swarmed by 10 people and it's like, hey, trying to focus for my race, but also I want to be a nice person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have. I I always try to be nice and ask people about themselves just because it's a little, like, much with all the pressure or not the pressure, all the attention on me. So I kind of just turn the conversation around. Like how many races are you doing today? Like <laughs> how did your race go? Stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's fun to engage with those people for sure.
0: Has it ever gotten to a point where it's like too much and you're like, I wish I was slower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes like usually it's when I'm warming up. I've, <laughs> I've evolved to wearing Beats headphones. So
0: <laughs> Valid. they,
1: uh, I don't know. They think that I can't hear them. I can hear a little bit, but um, yeah, it's just the warming up part where I'm like, oh, like, I'll, yeah, I'll take a picture. Like, I got to get back to warming up though. Um, but any other time, like, I'm glad to, I'm glad to talk with them. It's, it's really fun.
0: When you say like you can still hear them a little bit, to what extent do people do you hear people like question whether you're like Sadie art? Like, do you ever hear people like, oh, is that Sadie? Oh yeah. Like question before coming up <laughs> yeah. to you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do and usually like when I'm not warming up, say it's like after a meet or after a race, um and I hear something like that, I'm like, "Hey guys, like cuz they seem a little nervous and I'm just like trying to lighten the mood a little and get them get them having a conversation." So yeah
0: (laughs) you're like i'm a normal person too (laughs) we can talk um i'm curious what professional athlete whether in running or outside of running would have to be of like the level that you'd see them and like go up to them before their race or event
1: i don't even know like even pros sometimes like especially when it's like not in a setting where they obviously like want to be left alone or or talking with someone else um, it's like I don't want to go up to like I was literally this this happened at New Balance uh Grand Prix. And me and my family were in the elevator with cindy McLaughlin. No way. And my mom was like I could tell she was flipping out and I was like no, no. No, no, no. Like we're not going to ask her for anything cuz she was just going to dinner. It's like it was like a pro meet with a, like two high school inter- international sections. So, I was just like, no, we can't, we can't ask her, like, it's, she just wants to have her dinner in peace, like, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, because I've, I've pretty much, like, met all the people that I'm like, wow, like, I look up to them, so I'm not sure, I mean, I already, yeah, like I said, like, I have a couple pictures with them, um, but it was just because, like, we met them, my mom was like, get the picture, like, let's go, um, yeah i don't i don't really ask for pictures
0: though yeah that's crazy actually fun fact i've been trying to get sydney on because she's like one of those people that obviously i'd love to have yeah. a conversation with and the problem is when you get to that level of athlete like you have to go through the agents and whatnot so i reached out to wh- oh. who i thought was her agent and then that person was like i'm no longer her agent let me forward you to oh. her current agent <laughs> <laughs> I'm like great thank you and then i was talking with her current agent and he's like um i'll look into this i'm like no way could this potentially happen and then i never heard back so (laughs) if you're listening sydney would love to have a conversation with you she's gonna see your name no no here's what's here's what's gonna happen sydney's gonna see this podcast and she's gonna be like i was in an elevator with her but i was too nervous to go up and ask for a picture (laughs) but i'm sure that is tough like the balance between Like, I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, the balance between, like, looking up to these people and being inspired by them and, like, wanting to have a conversation or a picture to cherish that memory. But also, like, kind of like you said, like, respecting she's clearly going to dinner. Like, I don't want to intrude on that.
1: It's no secret. Like, I I literally stalk every professional runner's, like, Instagram, look them up on YouTube for, like, hours on end. But, like, it's just when I get, oh, gosh, I I don't like to ask them. Like, it just feels, like, a little uncomfortable. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like a pain.
0: Last time we talked was before New Balance Indoor Nationals. You ended up winning the mile in what we debated before because we couldn't remember. 438, we'll say. Uh, take me through yeah. that race and that experience and closing out your indoor season that way.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. Obviously, uh, I don't get a whole lot of indoor experiences because the closest indoor track is in Spokane in Washington. Um, so yeah, it was fun. I. I kind of like was prepared for a lot of different, uh, race plans. So like I had a couple, um, that I thought it could play out like. So one was me just like leading the whole thing. And then, um, I think what was most important to me was getting the win. So I was kind of like, you know, if I have to lead the whole thing, it's going out slow. Like I'm going to do that. Um, or if someone's like really asserting themselves up top, then I'll just, you know, draft off them. Cause I, I have a lot of confidence in my kick. Um, so yeah, I kind of those were like the two um strategies that I thought could take place. Um, and it ended up being the sec- second one with Tatum David um taking the taking the lead early on. So yeah, I just sat behind her and I, I knew a couple other girls in the field like Ellie Shea and um Isabel Conde uh Frankenberg um so yeah it was it was super fun a lot of great competition um but yeah I think yeah I, I, I went and got what I what I wanted which was the win so
0: how have you kind of adjusted to front running over the years do you enjoy it or like is it kind of how do I say this When you front run, does it feel unnatural or does it feel natural at this point? Because it's probably what you do in workouts and the majority of your races. Because I know a lot of people are like super specific. Like if I don't have people to draft off of, like, I can't PR or run fast. And you're like, no, I'll just take the race and (laughs) go all out and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think like front running is, I've gotten very comfortable with it. Um, But I'd say I'd rather... Um, have someone to draft off of or pull me to a fast time Um, just because running in the front can be super mentally draining um, because you're kind of just like out there alone like why am I doing this (laughs) because there's no other there's no one around me like I could just basically slow down and still you know be in, in front so yeah I think I'd rather have someone to draft off of I think it's I think it's more fun when there's when there's definitely like competition and even if there's like if it's a whole pack i'd rather that than um be with me than be front running
0: and you raced and shocker not you ended up winning a 3200 was it before new balance indoors or was it after i know it was like in that time frame and i think you ran like 953 maybe
1: yeah i i think like moore park which is the high school that i was running at um their track i've run the 32 on like that's the only time um in high school that i've run the 32 is on that track and i've run it three times in high school um so yeah i bet i'm pretty familiar with that track and the 32 and running the 32 on it um so i, I kind of just knew that i had to dial into a certain pace and i was trying to hit i think it was 73 74s um for those laps and yeah it, it's it's weird because I was front running and I could hear everyone's conversation on the sidelines, <laughs> which is not helpful. It's like, I'm running here and people are just, you know, living their, living their life, having a little chat. I don't know. It kind of gets me a little mad. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's just so weird because usually I like to be super dialed in and not, you know, pay attention to what's going on around me. Um, especially when I'm front running, when I'm when I'm when it's a more competitive race, I'd say I'd like to be more aware. But yeah, I just I just didn't like <laughs> noticing what was going on around me. I kind of just wanted to hear my coach yell at my splits <laughs> and focus on the track.
0: And then a few weeks later, uh, prepping for Arcadia, you won the West Coast Relays 800 in a time of 2:06.71. What was that race like? Going down in distance, you know, you you had come off of this 3200, so like. Doing a fourth of the distance, going a little faster, and prepping the legs for a, a faster effort at Arcadia.
1: Yeah, I was trying to go a little faster than two oh six. I think the week leading up was a little—I don't know—I th- I don't think I got enough sleep or recovery. I think I was sore, and yeah, I, the night before especially, I did not get good sleep. Um, but yeah, it was—I mean, I went through it like sixty one um, for the first lap and I kind of just wanted to hold on to that pace and maybe come out with a a 203 204 because the year prior I had run um, 205 on that track, so I was just kind of like I want a PR obviously like everyone does Um, But yeah, I don't know Specifically, I don't remember specifically what happened, but I think I thought I was on pace for that third 200 in the 800 and I was not I was uh running very much slower um so yeah I think if I if I knew the pace that I was running for that 200 I would have sped up um but you know can't change anything now so
0: and then like two weeks later the Arcadia invite which we've talked about a bunch before you know very 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 prestigious it's kind of like the championship for early season races you ended up going back to back winning um you won your freshman year you won this year you ran 436 so take me through this one
1: arcadia was really special um i think after uh this was after a week later from oh wait no no no. yeah it was a week after uh west coast um and i was kind of like i want to run fast (laughs) like i was done running like a second off of my prs um or like two seconds off my PR, like I wanted to run fast and I kind of prepared myself mentally for that the whole um, week leading up to it, which I think really helped. And Arcadia was like the first race this season where I felt like super in control and super um, fit and um, very light on the track. I think that's kind of what differs um, a good race from a bad race for me is when I feel like super light and peppy um whereas like a bad one is just you know i feel sluggish so yeah that was that was a very exciting race i mean like it wasn't a pr but i think it was very um reassuring to me that i can you know push through um races even though like my previous races weren't going um how i wanted them to go and also i mean like i have a completely different training plan from last year and i think um even running slower than at that time of year i think it could um, make for a better um, better times later in the year um so yeah i think it's all it's all coming together for sure and arcadia was really great
0: love to hear it when you say you know training is different this year as opposed to last year can you elaborate on that
1: yeah so last year i was super um, By the end of it i was super burnt out but like i wasn't it was it was after the last race that i was burnt out like i wanted to run every single race that i ran um but then it was after nike nationals where i was like oh god like i need a break and i need a long break like it was yeah and then um so what's different this year is um i have a a week break Um, or I had a week break in between, um, like the middle of my season, basically. Um, so I took that, I think it was two weeks ago where I just kind of had regular runs, no workouts. Um, so yeah, I think I'll be better mentally at the end of the season. And I think the, uh, plan is really made for me to peak in June and July, um, yeah
0: very excited how important is that to you to kind of I wouldn't say learn from your mistakes but kind of learn from your mistakes because I don't want to say last year was a mistake because you did incredible things last year but just like doing things a little more differently and probably the better word is more sustainably so that you don't get burnout and that you peak at the right time and come out of the season not like needing a break but like like you get to that point you're like oh great I get to take my break how important is that for you and your coach and your support system to you know take the input from last year and previous years of training and then implement it into what you think is best for right now.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's very important, especially, um, having that happen so early, like the feeling where I just needed a break. Um, yeah, I think that just taught me that, um, you know, I may need a break in the middle of a season or, um, I may not need to do every race that I think I want to do. Um, so yeah, I'm very. I'm very grateful that it happened my freshman year because now I can kind of build off of that and go forward for sure. And I have a lot, a uh, lot more time as well. Um, in high school,
0: how important is it to you to listen to your body even when your mind might want more, might want to race more races, do more workouts, train harder, but like you know that it's probably not what's always best for you?
1: Yeah, I've definitely learned that um, learning or listening to my body is vital to, you know, my success. Um, I think, like, especially eighth grade and freshman year, I was very, I mean, I still am an ambitious, um, but it was just, like, an opportunity would come up, and I'd be like, oh, immediately, yes. Now I'm kind of thinking, like, in the long run, you know, I'm going to have so many other years to run this, um, and, like, another example is, like, with the record, uh, the mile record, the 433 um that Caitlin Toey set for outdoors. Um I'm realizing now that it's not gonna come easy. Um and that I have so much time to get to there. Um and yeah I think last year I would have been like, why am I not there yet? Like for me right now. Um but now I have taken a step back and I'm kinda like, you know what? I have two more years. And, you know, maybe it will happen by the end of this year. Um, And if not, you know, I'm back back to the grind next year. And, yeah, I have a lot of time.
0: I think that I love to hear that because in talking with so many accomplished athletes on the podcast, their best results seem to come when they're not forcing it. And every single athlete has goals and aspirations, but it's a different thing when you're forcing them and getting frustrated when they're not coming versus – You know staying focused on the process and committed to the work and seeing what comes along the way obviously athletes set goals and are naturally disappointed when they don't happen but that's good to hear because i think it's a good discussion to have just like a lot of people every every person sets goals and a lot of times when you overthink it's easy to overthink specific goals and then it kind of backfires on you and you kind of down spiral of like why am i not hitting this why are my workout times slower than they used to be and like some of that stuff's valid like And you can take that to your coach and discuss it. But I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation to have.
1: I know my workouts. Like, I would not be able to do my workouts now. Last year, I'm looking at, like, some of my workouts from last year was, like, 6 by 800 at, like, 240 or 235. And, like, now I would just be like, really? Like, that's it? Um, So, yeah, I I think I'm definitely going up in my training um and the race is not being where uh they need or where I want them to be that's just something that I think will come when the as the season develops um because I have all the work it's there um but yeah it's just like that race thing or that race callousing that I kind of uh you know need <laughs>
0: Do you ever reflect on, like, how far you've come from a mindset and maturity perspective within the sport of, like, oh, I did this in eighth grader. I had this thought freshman year and, like, kind of the different ways in which you've changed. Because be man, I just stumbled over my words. <laughs> because even there in your responses, like, I can see a total mindset shift last year as opposed to this year.
1: Like, starting with, like, even when I started running, my mindset was completely different. I was, like, terrified to race. like it was bad. I I would complain that my stomach hurt, my head hurt, just to, like, not race, basically, um, and then I, you know, get to, get to eighth grade, it gets a little better, and I start believing in myself a little more, um, and then, yeah, like, freshman year, super ambitious, basically wanted every record in the books, um, and I still do, but I'm very, I think I'm um, taking it slower, for sure, um, and yeah, like, I'm glad that all that happened freshman year because now I'm really seeing how that effect is going to or how that's gonna affect me later um, yeah I'm just having that experience of running very fast and then like you know not being where I want to be um, yeah I just think it's I think it's good for my development for sure I think it's good that I had this little like pause, not like super linear development, just so I can kind of test my mental side as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's good for me to have this this uh, little point in my in my running career for sure.
0: Whether it's a coach or a parent or a teammate or a professional runner who you've met at one of these meets, not Sydney McLaughlin, because <laughs> you didn't get to talk to her. Uh, what is some of the best advice you think you've ever received in relation to the sport?
1: I don't know, like best overall, but I do. Um, I, I talked to um, Katie Rainsberger a little bit ago on DMs, on Instagram DMs, and I and she, because she um, at champs, uh, cross country she told me you know like it was obvious I wasn't having a good time or a good season because I was just super sick that whole season it was not lining up um, but she was like you know if you have any any worries or anything like I, you can talk to me about that 100% so I I texted her on Instagram I was kind of like this was before Arcadia um, or you know it I might have been after Arcadia somewhere in there um in April but she kind of just said like or I I said to her you know I don't like my races are not adding up um with all the training that I'm doing and the intensity of it and all that and I was like I'm just comparing myself to last year and I'm in a really bad you know headspace because of it and you know she just she just gave me a whole bunch of advice like one was um Stop worrying about the end result. Like you're gonna get there no matter what if you keep putting that work in, Um, and you know, only positively compare yourself uh, to prior years or prior races um, because you know it's not gonna benefit you if it's if it's negative. Um, And yeah, just like keep saying like, what am I doing better this year, or not what. What i've done last year oh i'm I'm slower this year like you can't say that you're gonna just spiral down um but yeah i think that's i think that's some recent advice that i've gotten that's really shifted my mentality um but yeah I, i don't know what the best overall advice is i think like words that i would like to hear before race maybe from my coaches um it's just, like, have fun. You put in all the work, stuff like that. But that's, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah, and I have to be careful when I say, like, the word best because when I ask those questions and I say, like, what's the best piece of advice – You've ever heard yeah. what I really mean is like, what's a good piece of advice you've heard? Yeah, <laughs> it's just my mistake as an interviewer, like just using these terms. Uh, because when I, say, when I say best, it, it does mean like one, but I'm like, oh, what's a good? Because if you ask me yeah. that question, I'd just like tell you 10 different things and be like, I don't know which one's <laughs> the best. So, yeah, um, but looking ahead to these coming months, um, what are some of the races and experiences you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Brooks, I'm running the two mile, which is a little bit different than what I would uh, be used to running. Um, but I just think like the competition is gonna be very good in the two mile and I, I haven't gotten to run um, a PR in that. So um, I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited for, um, I'm going to Portland Track Festival and that's where I ran my 411 1500 last year, which is my PR for the 15 and also converted for the mile. Um, and yeah, they might, they might get me a pacer. So I'm very excited. Love to hear it.
0: Finally, um, finally, let's go.
1: I know, but yeah, so that, and then also, um, I'm going to New Balance, uh, right after Brooks and I'm choosing between, I'm, I'm thinking like, if I don't get the record or a time that I want in the mile, yeah, then I'll run the mile, but if I do, then I'll run the 800 just because I haven't PR'd in the 800, um, this season, so, and then after that, I don't know how many weeks after, uh, U20s is, but I'm going to, um, U20s for, um, I think it's just the USA Championships, I think, um, because they're not doing, like, a overseas one, um, so yeah, and then I'll run the fifteen in that one, so
0: if you qualified for the overall u s championships would you run it over the u twenty one
1: yeah, yeah, in track for sure um yeah i don't I don't know if it if there's another round um I think it's literally just like you go and race in a race and then you're just done like that's u twenty championship i I'm not sure um yeah, but I know. I don't i don't think there's a time that i have to run to qualify so it's just like why not you know just for those to get some experience racing you know older people and um those more competitive races so yeah
0: do you know what the qualifying time is for the 15 for like the overall u.s championships because you ran 411 I not, which i don't think is too far off
1: i think it's it might be like 406 okay 406, I, i'm not sure um i believe it's like Four or six, four or five, somewhere
0: around there. Not too far in the future, hopefully. <laughs> um, when hopefully, we, yeah. yeah, when we were talking there, I was thinking to our conversation a minute ago about like just like mindset shifts and um, enjoying the little things and realizing um, growth over time. And that reminded me of a, a quote. And the quote was, so often we rush through ordinary moments waiting for the promise that extraordinary moments have to offer, and only in hindsight do we realize that those ordinary moments sometimes hold the most meaning. Do you ever find that the ordinary, quote-unquote, ordinary moments of high school help make the experience more fun, more enjoyable, and kind of help you to take a step back? And what are some of those ordinary moments from the past few years of high school that you think in the moment were ordinary, but looking back on them, you're like, oh, I wish I would have cherished that more?
1: Yeah, I'd say, like, definitely just, like, The blocks where there's no racing, or um, yeah, like where it's just training and there's no races. Um, And it's kind of like there's like some peace in the air. It's kind of like you're not stressing out for a race or anything like that. And I think like that becomes more like I kind of want to go back to that when um, say like CIF starts with where it's just like four weeks to five weeks just non-stop every weekend um i'd say that definitely um and then like just like having fun with friends for sure um i think we especially me i can get like super caught up and in my performances and all the numbers and everything um but i think you know having fun with friends is what high school is all about if you have to take a step back um from from overanalyzing every little thing about uh, your performances are running. Uh, I think you should. I think we all should do that um, because we're really going to miss. I think the high school experience just because it goes by so quickly. Um, but yeah, I'd say definitely just chilling out with friends and not you know stressing about about running or what you should be doing or anything like that.
0: Coming from a senior, I can tell you that it goes by so fast, and there are so many yeah. moments. Freshman and sophomore year, where I ran times that looking back, I'm like, wow, that was incredible. But in the moment, I was constantly searching for the next thing or like different ordinary moments that in the moment I was like thinking of, like the future, future moments that I wanted to experience that it took away from those ordinary moments that could have been special and i'm like wow time flies by so fast and i wish i could go back and be like hey that was a really good time man (laughs) enjoy it instead of being like you know the classic runner thought where you cross the finish line and like a pr but you're like next week i can go five seconds faster because i let up at this point in the race so anyways well, closing out today's episode, um, I was not anticipating on asking you about your workouts, but we hopped on uh, the call, and you were like, I'm prepared. So I guess I have to ask you about your workouts. Sadie, drop some uh, drop some of your uh, favorite workouts over the past few months.
1: Uh, so favorite workouts, I'd say I definitely like the shorter stuff, so like 400s and 200s, 300s, 600s. Um, anytime it gets over 800, I'm like, you know, I'd rather do... You know, like, lap repeats or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, and especially, like, faster stuff. I come away from workouts when it's, like, speed-oriented. Um, I come away from those workouts, like, super confident. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those, those have got to be – the shorter stuff has got to be my favorite for sure.
0: Okay, and then drop some of your best workouts over the past few months.
1: Oh, man. Okay. If you want
0: to, if you're still open to.
1: Okay. So this was back in March, but I really like this workout. It's not necessarily like crazy.
0: Sadie, you gotta it's understand, like, this is gonna be crazy. To ninety-nine percent of, unless it's like Elise Cranny or the professionals that listen to this podcast, it's gonna be crazy. Have some grace with yourself.
1: Okay, so it's just three by four hundred, three hundred, two hundred. Um, so the first set: sixty-five, forty-six, twenty-nine. Second set 65, 46, 29. Third set, 64, 46, 28.
0: How do you not call that impressive? That's unreal.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just like the people that come on here, they just drop some crazy workouts. I'm like, I don't I don't even know if I have the capacity to do that. Like, especially the long workouts that everyone's been doing. Like, I just I think I do so much better when it's like short reps cause I don't have to focus. And I'm just like, it just got to run fast, but it's like, when it's long reps, like I hate two by two by two mile. My coach makes me do that sometimes. And let me tell you, no, like that, <laughs> that has to be my least favorite. And I'm like, here, I have another one here. Oh, last week I did. Uh, so this was the week after I got back. So I, I didn't do, um, any like workouts the week before basically it was um three by 1k 400 um and so the first 1k was uh 316 then 60 seconds then um 66 then like two minutes rest and then like two minutes in between sets um and then the second set was 312 uh 66 and then it
0: was uh three eleven sixty six. 66
1: Jeez. so that that was last week
0: so gearing up for some fast races soon
1: oh yeah let's hope so <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, when we talk about like other people's workouts or training do you enjoy hearing about what other people do or do you feel a sense of like uh i w- would prefer to not hear what other people are doing because it can then you get into the comparison game Because personally, I've gotten into bull traps where, like, I really, really enjoy hearing about what other people are doing, and I'm, like, inspired by it, but then also sometimes I get too into the rabbit hole, and then I, like, start to compare it too much, and then it's, like, destructive. Yeah.
1: I think I really, like, when I hear workouts, I think it can't really go wrong, like, with my mentality, because, like, either they're doing a whole lot more, and... I'm like literally the same speedism in races, which gives me confidence that I can like speed it up in workouts and then go a little faster. Or um, if it's like a little slower than what I would normally do, that also gives me confidence. So I don't think I can, you know, I, I like hearing other people's workouts for sure.
0: That's a good mindset to have. Definitely a good mindset <laughs> to have. And it also never fails to amaze me how many paths that you can get to a specific time. The amount of like, yeah. if you took an index of like, all the 430 female milers or like four flat male milers like and their workouts and their training and their races to get to that point it's like hundreds of different paths and training yeah. ideologies and paths and like i i do believe in like a specific type of training that works best for me but like i always laugh at the coaches that like fight over like this version of training is like superior and it's oh, like yeah. whatever works for the individual like i'm sure they'll find something that works for them and stick to it because there's so many different training things that work
1: yeah i know there's so many people that think they know like if they were my coach like i don't really (laughs) you could go 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 415 in the mile (laughs) no seriously like i don't i don't go on let's run anymore because it's good it's bad no it sends me down it's just we're not gonna talk about it (laughs) um like my coach will tell me what they say sometimes if it's not like awful um and they he usually says like oh this person thinks he would be like a good coach for you you want to you know stick to his plan because he's like you know if i had stayed young you know i'd put her at 55 miles a week um
0: and just like goes on a rampage. I'm like, you know what? You'll never have me. So don't dream about it. I'll, I'll stick to what I'm doing. It works. So yeah, it I'm, produces national championships.
1: I'm, like, I'm good with my 38 to
0: 40 miles a week. Like I'm good. Works for me. Works for me. Well, Sadie, we should wrap this up. I feel like we could talk all day. This has been like such a wide ranging conversation, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So I guess one fun question to top off the episode, um, this was a listener question for a different guest, but I really thought this question was unique, so I'll ask it to you to top off today's episode. The question was, what is your favorite cooking utensil and why?
1: Definitely, um, oh, what's the scooper called? Like, the, the big, oh my gosh. I wait, cook a I lot, but that. I don't
0: know the name of things.
1: <laughs> wait, cooking.
0: <okay>. A spoon?
1: <laughs> yes, we know, but it's a spoon, but it's like a scoop, like a, wait.
0: All spoons scoop, though. <laughs>
1: Does this start with an L? I feel
0: like it does. We'll see if I know what it is. Like a ladle? Is that what it's called? It
1: might be called that. Let me real it's quick. It's so
0: satisfying. I, that's it. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Okay, definitely Utensil trivia
0: with then, Sadie Englehart.
1: You know, this is, it's just so satisfying. No matter what it is. Soup.
0: I agree with you. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Very satisfying. But
1: yes, definitely. Definitely the ladle.
0: That was a fun segment. I gl- I'm glad I asked you that question. <laughs> and I'm very impressed. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm impressed I knew the name of that because ladle is a weird I know. word.
1: No. Yeah.
0: It's because we have a lot of yes. soup in Ohio in the winter because it's cold. So I have uh, used that many, many times. Um, so I feel like oh, my I mom's also probably also said that.
1: Let's hear it. So on the last podcast, I <sighs> this is so embarrassing for me. You asked me what my <laughs> no, no, no. This is so bad. What my favorite – drake album is and i responded with a drake song oh, really? from the album.
0: i should have recognized
1: that <laughs> it like it couldn't have gotten any worse like i literally listened to the podcast so i was like no wait i got off the podcast i was like i just said redemption is my favorite drake album like are you kidding me like that is so embarrassing
0: so give us the answer what's the best drake album also well, that's so funny cute. because when you said that i was like I don't think I've heard of that album before, but I'll have to check it out. And I never went and checked it out. So no one told, no one said anything to me about it. So you're I know. good. I
1: literally was looking through all the comments. I was like, please, no. Like, please don't let anyone.
0: <laughs> no embarrassment, Sadie. No embarrassment.
1: No, yeah. Um, But it's views. So, you know, I, it's the same. It's, you know, it's from Redemption is a song on the album. And I was thinking, I don't know. You know what?
0: <laughs> How do you feel about recent Drake stuff? Do you think he's going downhill?
1: Oh, I don't like this question. Or okay, what about Drake.
0: okay, what about AI Drake?
1: So, no.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking I mean, about?
1: Actually, I heard a Kanye one and it was so good. It was um, it was Upside Down by Kanye. It was AI by it was by um Jack Johnson and he it was really good. I'll
0: have to it check was, that
1: like, out. He was it. Yeah, it was good.
0: Well, Sadie, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, running it back. Again, I feel like we could talk for hours, so I'll have to to do – we've come a long way. Not that the first episode was awkward or not good, but, like, I feel like this second one, we're just, like, kicking it back, talking about a bunch of random stuff, but it's fun. (laughs) So appreciate you doing the podcast, and, and we'll run it back soon enough.
1: Yeah, all right. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, Sadie, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Running Effect with Dominic Schleider. I don't take your time for granted, and I hope that today's episode impacted you and left you walking away inspired and all the more motivated to chase after your biggest goals and walking away a better version of yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast, have given us a five-star review, and consider sharing with a friend. Through that, we can reach new people and hopefully inspire them in the process. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Running Effect to stay up to date on all the exciting projects, and all the new episodes coming out generally we release two to three episodes per week so stay tuned for all of those coming your way shortly i hope you're running and life is going well guys keep chasing mastery and i will catch you in next episode